exploring the MonsterVerse, tuning into WandaVision, animatronic Battle Royale, plugging into Fortnite, tuning into Avatar The Last Airbender, plugging into Fortnite Part 2, tuning into Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the cinema of Godzilla vs. Kong, the cinema of Zack Snyder's Justice League, Marvel vs. DC, and plugging into Brawlhall, and finally, here we are at the season finale. It's been a great season, if I do say so myself. Well, not exactly great, but the first season, you have to give room for a little bit of leeway of learning and everything. I'm sure season two will be better. Um, But uh, without further ado, get into the intro music. Another podcast. I'm your co-host Zachary C. Jones, and joining me is your other co-host Noah McIntyre. What's up? All right. So, of course, this is the final episode for this season. I've decided that we'll do 12 episode seasons. Uh, season two is planned and whatnot. Uh, we'll get on to that, um, and then uh, it'll be just be the regular release. Uh, just next Monday, there won't be any short break. We'll just keep releasing episodes the exact same amount of time. Nothing will really change except the logo and the season really so um and so we have decided to do this season finale uh on the topic of what is the one way or another concept there is a lot to explore about it and we never really explained it which i feel like should have been our first episode but you know we're not very smart so we'll just do it (laughs) as our last episode (laughs) um so uh go ahead and kick us off here Noah. um what do you think the one way or another concept is well, you know, we talked about this uh, the other day to kind of get a baseline of how this was going to go. Um, y- y- you told me what yours, your uh, kind of your interpretation, and I'll, I'll let you tell that. I won't give any give any spoilers or anything. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for me, it's it's not just about what you said, which is it, it is a lot about what you said, but right. also I believe it's it, not only that, but it's kind of testing the limits of how you think about anything we we kind of talk about like movies or tv shows or even video games you kind of uh you you take a deeper dive into it and you learn more about it and uh it it makes you not all the times but a lot of times it makes you uh it makes you love that thing more it makes you right uh, cherish it a little bit more when you understand it better uh and you know that's what we do on this on this podcast. We talk about it. We we look at it and we kind of dissect it. And it it, it really helps helps me love more of uh, the games and movies and stuff that we wa- that we watched and uh, kind of reacted to, if you could say, like with uh, Kong versus Godzilla. We kind of re- it's kind of like a reaction po- uh, episode. Uh, yeah. So I, I think you know, obviously that's what we do. We kind of break it down. We talk about it. We we talk about the origin and the and the and and all that. And it it really it is uh, amazing learning some of the stuff we've learned and and talking about uh, the things we have and going through it. And I, and I, and I'm I'm really happy with how we 
how how this first season turned out. Like you said, yeah, there me too. were some bump, bumpy spots and there were some some not so uh, great episodes, but you know, uh this is our this was our first season. Uh and it, it will be better next season. Next Monday, like you said, we're not taking a break or nothing. Oh. Uh, so I'm excited to see how much better we get. I'm excited uh, for the next for our next topics, and I'm excited for season two. So, so uh, you're up. Sorry, I was trying. You got kind of disconnected, whatever. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Okay. So, I, I think you said that beautifully. Honestly, I, I um, I want to say I can't put it better myself, but um, I am going to. No offense. So <laughs> we're gonna do that. Uh, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah. So the one way or another concept, um, to me, honestly, uh, it's it's all about kind of that gray area that I find the love in, yeah. which because you'll find in movies, there's a lot of like. There's the bad guy, the good guy, and there's like the good, the evil. But then, uh, which is kind of representative in our logo, uh, you'll see it's like the little O, but it has like the two arrows uh, reflecting off another, and it's like the white, the black, the black and white, uh, kind of creating a gray area in between. We don't include that in the logo because it won't look as cool. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, it kind of represents the good and the evil, um, and. Uh, one way or another is like it's seeing things as one way or another and actually the one way or another concept is actually kind of the opposite of that because it's like seeing things where it's not just one way or another it's um it's kind of like the in-betweens of that it's it's seeing that uh everything kind of has its redemption these are uh present things that we see a lot in like cobra high star wars uh godzilla uh versus kong the the monster verse uh the marvel cinematic universe um I'm not. I'm not really going to bring up the DCEU because there's not much to be said about about that universe. But uh, except yeah. for Snyder Cut, we'll we'll add in that little tidbit. But that's a little I'll say for that. But um, yeah, that, that's what I really find it about, and that's why I kind of created the name for the podcast as that is because it's like seeing things as one way or another, but not really. There's more to it than that. Exactly what hits on what you were saying because when you when you apply that. And you look deeper into the movies, you begin to love them more because you see that it's not just black and white. And there's that gray area that it's just a lot more lovable because, like, let's be honest, everyone loves to love the super super villains and the mm-hmm. bad guys. They, they're just lovable as the superheroes. So, uh, and uh, being more dynamic and uh, more deep characters is what it's about. And... Uh, that's that's why we use this concept to explore the movies and to explore the games and and to use that to create a quality podcast and like you said we're, we're glad with how season one kind of turned out uh, and I am also looking forward to how we get better through season two and uh, hopefully a season three and four and more to come so mm-hmm. I don't know I'm I'm excited uh, season one has been great season two hopefully will be better um, we'll hope to have improvement. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah so um, speaking from that we have the one way or another concept to kind of demonstrate uh, more of how we uh, apply it to um, places uh, what are some like what are some references and things that we can kind of apply it to to kind of show what we mean uh, I mean you gave some, some really good ones the, the Monsterverse uh, Star Wars is a really good one right. uh, I think Avatar The Last Airbender is a good one too right um 
So, I mean, if really any of these we could really dive deep into. And I, I actually, I think it was yesterday, I saw something on Instagram. Uh, it was uh, really interesting uh, about Return of the Jedi, episode six of the, the Star Wars saga, the Skywalker nice. saga. Okay, I sent uh, something. George Lucas, uh, he had uh, Mark Hamill, who plays Luke Skywalker, wear black throughout the entire uh, um, a movie to kind of make audiences think that he was going to turn to the dark side because, you know, on the dark uh-huh. side, they wear, they wear black. But at the very end, when he when he has that moment with uh, now Anakin after, after Vader betrays Darth Sidious and becomes Anakin again, and he's ha- he has his helmet off, uh, part of uh, uh, Luke's suit is kind of like folded over and there's white on the inside to show that uh, he was never going to turn to the dark side. He was always going to stay to stay on the light side. And I thought that was really cool. It kind of plays into our, uh, to, to the name of the podcast, into our kind of theory, I guess you could call it. Um, it it's not always what it seems. There's always a little bit of gray area. And yeah, especially especially with him, because, you know, he, he he was a Jedi, but he also fought with some rage and some and some anger every now and then. So, I mean, we could we could probably find tons of tons of uh, examples, but I think that one was that that one was probably the coolest that I've, I've seen uh, bro- broke down. Yeah. Uh, and here I was just thinking that that was a badass suit design that goes much more deep and i love it um mm-hmm. it, it that's a that's a very cool thing uh to kind of um point out as george lucas said um where that that that's a really uh great kind of thing that goes exactly parallel with our kind of concept where it's not always as it seems uh where um it you, you kind of like have something right there where it's kind of like trying to like push you into this idea but like it's more deep than that because you realize that yeah. you like you kind of go under the layers as you said like part of his costume was like unfolded a little bit or whatever to show the white uh yeah which is like uh, it, it it is perfect for this uh uh that's a very good example to bring into this so nice spot right there um and i actually uh i actually have my star wars calendar up right now and there's like several pictures of luke and i'm looking at them different I'm like wow i didn't know you were that deep of a character man <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, he's he's pretty deep. Yeah, but Star Star Wars has a, a lot of those kind of things. I would say because um, I, I feel like when I first watched, like as a little kid, um, they were kind of like it was the idea was always kind of basic to me. It's like the Sith are the bad guys, the Jedi are yeah. the good guys, um, and like I like that's was my genuine consistent thought. But like I feel like one of like my uh like my best take to kind of pull the return of the jedi is one of them but um another one is revenge of the sith because uh we see anakin kind of like because the jedi you know the jedi are kind of like a little bit corrupt at uh, times um they they are kind of like they are but at the same time they're kind of like these like know how to everything kind of guys so that stand on our higher yeah. horse everyone how to do things kind of people and the sith they have they're extremely bad but at the same time they're kind of exploiting powers just so they can get what they want which you kind of understand especially from anakin who was just trying to save his wife 
which it, yeah, n- not trying to kind of defend him, but because he was just kind of a paranoid lunatic at the end, um, kind of like yeah. caused his wife to die. So, um, not that the ends justified the means or the means justified the ends. Wait, I'm sorry. You had it right. The ends justified the means. You had it right. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of like uh, when I was younger. Uh, it's kind of you always saw the Sith as bad guys, uh, yeah. Jedi as good guys. But when you look deeper, it's kind of like, well, maybe they're not. It's not everything just black and white. And this, you know, Star Wars with the Jedi and the Sith is one of the things that made me realize that. Um, yeah. Because uh, it's like there's the uh, there's that funny uh, I, I wouldn't say funny but kind of more famous kind of quote from Anakin uh, where. Um, uh, uh, Obi Wan says Chancellor Palpatine is evil, and um, uh, what's this? Uh, Anakin uh, says, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil, or whatever. Um, yeah, which is uh, you kind of just brush it off, but at the same time, you're like, wait, maybe they are. <laughs> like you, you kind of don't even yeah. consider it, but it's like, well, I mean, maybe he kind of has a point here, um, because uh, if you think about it, he was uh, Anakin was a young boy on Tatooine, uh, um just he he just wanted to pod race man that's all he was he was he was into that pod yeah. racing that's all it was and then he uh he was he's uh, uh what's his face uh Qui-Gon Jinn um uh, which by the way the prequel one of the prequel prequel's worst mistakes is killing a Qui-Gon Jinn and uh, uh Darth Maul in the first movie like their worst mistakes hey, basically Darth Maul didn't die oh yeah that's right that's right but like he he wasn't seen for the rest of the prequels right so yeah um uh, thank God that uh, obviously um, Star Wars was like, you know what? I think they actually really like Darth Maul. Let's bring him back, uh, which they eventually yeah. did. Um, uh, and then, uh, but um, yeah, so he was just like kind of like this little boy that um, enjoyed pod racing and Qui-Gon Jinn sensed the midichlorians into, inside of him. And he had a really high midichlorian kind of whatever. The force was really strong with him. So they basically were like, you know what? Let me just, let me, yeah. Let me just like grab this kid. Let's go train him to be our weapon as part of the Jedi or whatever. There, there's like conflicting views you can view on that or whatever. Kind of like they basically yeah. like kept him into their Jedi cults, and uh, he he didn't have a child because they stole that from him and they made him into the the Jedi. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I'm just you know. Obviously, that is a, a great point of view to to look at that. But right. Also, also they said that he was too old to be trained as a Jedi. Yeah. So he, he had more of a childhood than most Jedi had. That's but true. I, I, st- I still get what you, I still get what you're, you, you're you're talking about. He was taken away from his home and his and his uh, mother, and and uh, kind of thrusted into like you said, kind of this cult. Um. Yeah, but uh, so I, I mean, and part, and him being too old and already uh, kind of having those bonds and connections and those feelings that he's already developed and developed how to he already he's already he already knows how to how to get those how to uh, form those bonds like when we see it in uh, the uh, Phantom Menace he kind of already latches on to. Padme when she, when they first meet, so it it was always going to spell out disaster for him. It was right. never going to go his way. It was never going to work out for Anakin. But um, I mean, the doomed soul. Yeah, he was a doom, the doomed soul, and uh, I mean, obviously he was 
thought to be the chosen one. Uh, the you were the chosen one. You were Sorry, supposed to destroy the Sith, not join it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, so nowadays some people think that maybe he wasn't the chosen one. Who knows? Um. I, so, so I, I do think that he. I, I do think that Anakin did have a have a rough life on Tatooine, but he probably even had a rougher one in the Jedi Order because of how mm-hmm. strict they were and how how, how they were kind of hard on him. Like, yeah. I mean, he was a really good Jedi. He did everything they told him to most of the time, I should say, actually. Yeah. Mostly obedient, and then they wouldn't give him the rank of master, but they let him on the on the council, but wouldn't make him master. So uh, it was all... It, it was all just really, really not going to go his way. It was all – the cards were stacked against Anakin is what I'm saying. Yeah, so, well, you know what? I'm blaming Padme. So if, I'm just saying Obi-Wan should have killed Padme as soon as – like I'm just kidding. Wait, his, he was a solitary protector. Never mind. He should have killed Padme. But, um, let's just blame it on Padme. And hey. Like, keep it going. Hey, Obi-Wan had his own – own little love love thing going on. Oh with the yeah, team. I forgot. But I mean, she died. But yeah. Still. Oh my gosh, there there was a I believe it was a TikTok I saw once where it was like Obi Wan like it pointed out all the crap that Obi Wan went through. It was like yeah. and he never turned to the dark side, never. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you also kind of you, you also I mean you get, try to give Anakin a little of a of a of leeway because of yeah. all the crap that happened to him. But at the same, but like you said, when you look at Obi Wan and. He lost just about everyone. Yeah, but Obi Wan I mean, never got like seduced. Okay, because Anakin was at a, yeah, he was he was at a younger age. He wasn't like uh, uh, mature and developed like Obi Wan uh, before. Like Palpatine came in his life and seduced him into the dark side. That is true. I mean, I mean, I, as soon as I mean, first episode and when you see, uh, we didn't know it was Palpatine. We just know, knew him as a. Uh, Chancellor, no, it wasn't Chancellor, Senator Palpatine. Yeah. You know, he said, well, he told Anakin, well, we're going to follow your career. Uh, you know, we're going to, we're, we're going to follow your career very closely. We're going to keep an eye on you, basically, what he was saying. Ever since, I mean, you could tell from now that from the first episode, from the first movie that, you know, Palpatine had his, it was planned on, uh, on uh, turning him to the dark side. He just was very, uh, very patient with his, with his uh, tactics and methods. Right. I feel like this is uh, kind of starting to turn into a Star Wars episode. It's kind of try to lean away from turning into that. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it, it's mainly because Star Wars has a lot of that um, dense lore and kind of story to kind of dive into. And it's really hard not to just dive all the way into it. We'll definitely yeah. have to do at least uh, like a single episode in season two. I'm surprised we didn't do an episode in season one about Star Wars because it's, it's such a, it's such a great um. Uh, I want to say uh, somewhere I'm looking for. Uh, like a great. Uh, I know what you're. Uh, it's that. It's that. It's the. It's a franchise. Yeah. There we go. Franchise. There you go. It's a great franchise. franchise. Boom. Okay, I couldn't find the word. It's there it's a great go. franchise, and I'm mm-hmm. um. We'll, we'll have to do uh, episodes on it. Uh, probably something relating to um the new uh show Bad Batch or something like that. That that seems mm-hmm. like a really interesting show to watch. So probably gonna have to do that. But uh or if Mandalorian season three comes out during um season two, I believe it will. Uh something like that. 
lines. Uh, yeah. Either way, moving from the um, uh, con- uh, uh, moving forward with the concept one way or another, uh, applied to other things. Um, uh, I find it kind of rich in Jurassic Park as well. So, um, it it because w- what you uh said about the whole black suit thing with uh Luke Skywalker reminded me of something in Jurassic Park that I will point out. So basically, mm-hmm. um, there there are a lot of things, um, where uh let's start and Ian uh it's uh Ian Malcolm Ian Malcolm right yeah uh so yeah. Ian Malcolm is dressed in all black, black glasses, black hair, um, completely black suit, everything, right? John yeah. Hammond, white beard, uh, white hair, white hat, white suit, um, like uh, white glasses even, all that, right? So mm-hmm. they're, they're obviously, of course, very distinct when they're kind of in that conference room, little dinner thing, where uh, Ian Malcolm was talking about chaos theory and wrong and john hammond is talking about how it'd be a great thing and this could like change the world so they're kind of like yeah. ian is kind of seeing like this could be really bad uh uh what's his face uh john hammond is seeing things like this could be really good and then there's even donald Gennaro who is wearing a gray suit um you yeah. see that you see that there right there black white gray right there mm-hmm. and so he's smack in the middle between them where he's kind of agreeing with both because he, he's because he's a lawyer so he's kind of just like yeah i agree with ian malcolm because it could be an insurance uh, it could be problems for insurance yeah. but at the same time agreeing with john hammond because it's like but this could make some moolah so um, yeah, yeah uh he just dies by a t-rex anyway so who cares um <laughs> <laughs> um but you and th- this is where the one way or another concept comes in because uh uh it's a very it's the same thing with like the a black suit, Je- um, Luke, uh, black Jedi suit for Luke, um, which uh, eventually become reels to be black, uh, white at, uh, under. Um, mm-hmm. John Hammond doesn't stick true to his whole thing because he has the character development where um, uh, he realizes that the park is um, too much of a liability and he kind of yeah. sees um, Ian's uh, point of view a lot more. And I believe Ian really has that kind of uh character development where it's like you're not you're not going to be proven right and then be like you know yeah. what maybe john was right you know um but uh that, that that's one of the things and uh also i'm sorry i'm like trying to uh, explain this Jurassic park idea but uh let me just finish this one more thing about it then i'll let you talk about it okay alan grant wearing the he's he has a blue shirt on commonly associated with the male gender um, Alex yeah. Adler has a pink shirt on, coming associated with female gender, and they kind of switched up the gender roles in the movie. Where um, Alex Adler is um, like he would come associate with male, right? So they kind of switched that up, and then yeah. um, uh, Alan Grant uh, kind of is like the mother kind of figure to the children, taking care of them, where she would kind of um, mainly associate with the female, right? So they kind of switch those up with having like again like their wardrobes kind of reflecting that but then also going the another route right one way or another uh they're not it's not just one way or another they kind of switch it up um so that i feel i I sense the one way or another concept in as well so what do you have to say to that yeah that's you know that's really surprising i'm gonna have to go back and watch it just kind of yeah kind of see those details because i mean like you said you know you don't really know or like like we said you don't really notice those details until you take a deeper dive into into the film so it, it, that's really an interesting uh, thing to point out, and 
uh, you're, uh, I do see you do see John kind of uh, kind of go to Ian's point of, see Ian's point of view and I don't think we see Ian we don't see Ian uh, uh, see John's point of view because it doesn't really help that on yeah. the tour they go on they don't see any dinosaurs except one and uh, uh, was the Triceratops who was sick and then they get and then uh, the power goes out right in front of the uh, T-Rex paddock and you know then Malcolm gets he doesn't get eaten but he gets he gets messed up by that by that T-Rex yeah so I don't think that but at that point he's not going to change his point of view he's like yeah I was right uh, it would have been it would have been nice to see him kind of gloat about it because um, that kind of seems like the kind of guy he is yeah, um, we even we even kind of we kind of see that in uh, the Lost World. Uh, I think it was, I think it was like when they're in uh, San Diego. He's he he says something to that effect, like I like I told you so. But um, uh, I mean even uh, when they first go into the lab and they see the Velociraptor hatch, uh, Ian even you know his famous quote, uh, "Life finds a way." And right. later in the in the in the movie, we uh, see uh, Alan and the kids uh, kind of wandering through the, I guess the forest. I guess you could call it, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Uh, trying to get back to the headquarters or whatever the 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 main lobby of the of the theme park, and they stumble upon raptor eggs and. Alan goes through this, like he had an epiphany, like they used this, this, and this, and it makes them, they're able to turn male to female, and vice versa, and they're able to breed in the wild because of how the, the scientists made them to adapt to that climate and uh, adapt to how, we, how, our, how the earth is now than it was 65 million plus years ago. And we see that even further in the Jurassic World movies, but uh, so that's really uh, that's really interesting. Like I said, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that, yeah, kind of see that because uh, and, and plus, uh, I mean, I, I I noticed that you know Ellie was kind of more of that action hero. She's more uh, going out, going. She's more out there and volunteering to go and turn the turn the park back on and all that. Uh, turn the systems back on and we see that and we see alan like you said be more of a of a nurturing figure to protect right. the kids even though he doesn't like them at first uh and then we see him kind of warm up to them and uh, and start to like them so that that, that was really interesting and um, yeah I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out i'm glad you saw that because that was really. That's a really uh, cool thing to, to 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 think about and to see and play. Like you said, plays right into what our podcast is about. Yeah, um, I think we just have to thank Steven Spielberg for that one. Uh, what an amazing director yeah. for that, and what an amazing movie. Honestly, like diving right into it, just it just makes me realize how how great of a, a franchise and a, a movie that is. 
And um, mm-hmm. I do want to point out as well, by the way, um, it was uh, it was the frog DNA, the amphibian DNA. Yeah. Uh, they put in the frog DNA that uh, some frogs are known to change sex or whatever. And by the way, I will say, if you actually read the book, the actual Jurassic Park book, and you get to that part, it's a lot more descriptive. There are three. Okay. Alan Grant goes on for three pages about it. And it, there are some there's some images that it puts in your head. You do not you're not gonna yeah. like it very much. Also, if you read the book, there is like a whole chapter dedicated to um, Ian Malcolm talking about chaos theory. It's chaos this, chaos that, iteration, iteration. There's a lot, but I still love that book. I, feel like, uh, I, I love the movie more. So cinematic, and what a great staple of cinema. I. It, it, obviously something that we'll have to do an episode on in its own because it's such a great movie such a great franchise um yeah kind of tilted off by now a little bit i I love i love chris pratt as owen grady i love him of course Mm -hmm. but at the same time uh, um jurassic world uh the fallen kingdom uh i don't even know what the heck the indoraptor was even doing like he was like this big old whatever he was it, yeah, it, that was a lot of nonsense. I mean, it, it makes sense, but at the same time, it's like they kind of like showed it off as if uh, okay, I kind of get it because like that's what um the lost world kind of did. They showed it off as if it was all island, but then boom, we go back to actual mainland and yeah. everything because uh, they go to San Diego in uh, the lost world. Um, and uh, I don't know, but. The, the, I, I feel like um, the franchise in total is still just really good and that's a really great movie and I'm really glad we could pull a one way or another concept from that uh, but moving on from that do you have any other ideas about where we can pull it from? Uh, well you know what I've been thinking about is you know Avatar uh, The Last Airbender um, right. uh, you, you, you see it not, uh, it's not like it's nothing like too big like that and, and like in those in those movies, like I mean, it's kind it's still kind of big. Uh, we see Zuko. I mean, he kind of starts off as this. That, as that, this that's what I was thinking as well. As Zuko. a as a as an antagonist, and he, he's mm-hmm. fighting for to get his honor back. Uh, and, and we see him as as the bad guy throughout the entire first season and uh, majority of the second season, mm-hmm. or either the majority or the entirety. I can't. Can't remember right now off the top yeah. of my head, but uh, you see, we see that kind of transition from from like it's like black to gray to white, and we yeah. see see all three forms of of what this of what our concept is in in Zuko and, and throughout his, throughout his character development. Uh, we also uh, see him see it in kind of in Iroh. Um, he start we we see in flashbacks he's he, he's this big bad general for the fire nation and he's he's a true patriot yada 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 but then he kind of goes that same way with zuko where he's he he, he he he's like eh, i'm not so sure that this is uh what what i'm fighting for is what is right and we see him become more of a spiritual person and uh he even attacks his own uh, uh, his own soldiers at the end of the first season for killing the moon spirit. Right. And I mean, we, like I said, we see it a lot in in a lot of aspects of it. But uh, yeah, I think it's most 
most prevalent in Zuko and kind of in Iroh. And we even see him, you know, he at the he's a part of the the White Lotus. I don't know what what you would call them. They're th- that group. Okay, yeah. That kind of that that kind of they're kind of like uh like, like the Illuminati. They're kind of running things behind the scenes, uh, kind of. But they're good oh, you guys. cut out. Oh, okay. So uh, you know, we see him uh, as uh, the member of the White Lotus, which you can. I guess you kind of call a cult, maybe. Uh, well, yeah. I, I liken them to, to like, the, the good guys, the, the good version of the Illuminati kind of running things behind the scenes, but truly for the good. Okay. Um, and in Korra, we see the Red Lotus, which is the opposite, so you can probably liken them to the actual Illuminati. Um, but uh, it, it's really interesting to see that, that character development and that kind of, you see that gray area uh, in in Zuko throughout the series, and it's really it's the most prevalent of the of, of any of any of the characters or anybody uh, developed from uh, so like I was saying, you know, you really see it in, in Zuko. That's the probably the biggest throughout the series. Um, and the one last thing I'll say, uh, I'll say on it. I'll let you talk about it. Uh, talk about your point of view of Avatar. Uh, nice. We really see it in the last couple episodes, or really, it's kind of like one giant episode. It's like four episodes in one, um, uh, where we see as the as Sozin's comment coming, getting closer day by day, uh, Aang comes to this realization that he's actually going to have to kill the Fire Lord to beat him. And he's struggling with that because that's not who he is. That's not who he was raised to be. That's not his. That's not what his values are as a as a person. But he kind of goes on this journey with a lion tur- on the back of a giant lion and turtle, and he talks to his past lives, and they're all telling him, "Yeah, you got to kill him." Essentially, not in those words, but you, you got to do it. You got to do what you got to do uh, as the avatar. But then he. He talks to the lion turtle, which he didn't even realize was a lion turtle at, at, yeah. uh, until until he starts talking to him. And this giant lion turtle teaches him a different way. It's not I don't have to kill him or I have to kill him. It's I can take away his bending. I can energy bend. So that's that gray area. It's not one way or another. There's that gray area. I can boom. I can I can beat him, but also keep my beliefs and keep my values. So I think that's that's another big one. Uh, that's a huge one, uh, but like I said, I think Zuko's whole character development is kind of more prevalent because it's throughout the entirety of the show, not yeah. just like the last couple episodes. But it's still it's still a pretty big one, so I'll let you talk about that if you want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, personally, Zuko is like basically my favorite character uh, mm-hmm. from the Avatar. Um, from the very beginning, I obviously like, I don't know why I just I had a sudden kind of liking for him, even though he was kind of. A little more like this kind of whiny baby who is like, oh, I need to kill the Avatar. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. And um, what's uh, his uncle, um, Iroh. Iroh. Uncle Iroh. He's always just like smacking him like, boy, you need to get yourself in check. Um, which I love. He's one of my favorite characters. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like you pointed out it greatly. Like uh, he is like, uh, like probably like, like the character to follow along with his character development. And uh you, you can definitely kind of sense it when it like 
it, it's kind of one of those things where he you want him to be good because like he can't just be a bad guy because you love his character so much so like you kind of mm-hmm. want him to be good already so i i believe it was an episode in season three where uh he kind of just like comes to the group where he's like like i, I kind of want to like help you like defeat yeah. the fire lord i kind of like I, I can teach Aang firebending or whatever. Uh, even though like yeah. he doesn't end up doing some dragons in. Um, yeah, I'm just saying, kind of false advertising on Zuko's part. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, it's just the way it is. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah I think uh, that's a really great uh thing to point out is that it's uh, it, uh he kind of went through all the stages, like he said, the black, the gray, the white. Uh, he's a great character to explore. Um. Honestly, mm-hmm. I wonder why we didn't explore him more on the um, the episode that we did. We'll probably have to do an episode again in the future. Because really that was more show. about me ranting about how bad the movie was. Yeah, <laughs> that was the majority of the episode. Once well, so we we'll got on to... going with that movie, we just couldn't stop talking about how bad it was. Yeah, so we'll have to do a makeup to actually talk about the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're, we're, we're hilarious season one produced we, we had two episodes and I, not not as up to par as we would like them to be yeah um may, maybe one day in the future we'll do a uh, episode on fortnite that is very great somehow we'll, we'll, we'll probably just have to do a lot more research and work into it i feel like yeah. the fortnite episodes we thought like th- this will be easy to do and then we just didn't end up making them as well you know mm-hmm and then, as, as you pointed out, the whole lion turtle situation with um, um, Aang realizing, like, okay, well, it's not just one way or another. I don't have to kill him, and I can keep, I can keep my morals, but I can still defeat him. Um, yeah, that that that's another great uh, concept to pull out of it. Uh, that's 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 really great. Uh, Avatar obviously is a very dense show that has a lot to it that we can explore. Yeah. There there are a lot of those that we can explore. Uh, and that's just one of the greatest that we can kind of pull from. So we'll obviously be pulling from it more. Uh, I love the show. I feel like everyone should love the show. It's a really great show. Um, yeah. And that one right there kind of. Like, uh, it's kind of like something that every show has. It's kind of like shows enjoyable is to have that kind of in there. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like uh, um, that, that that like every show we can kind of try and pull that from. Like, if, if it's not as good of a show, it probably can't pull from it as much. But like, I feel like mm. every good show we can kind of like stop and be like, hey, this is this is kind of where that one way or another concept kind of comes in, right? Mm-hmm. So, which makes we can do it on basically anything. We've been doing it even on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's been a really great season, and pull uh, the one way or another concept from. Uh, not that I can think of off my top, on top, off the top of my head. But like you said, there's tons out there. You just gotta be able to see the. You gotta be able to see through the black and white to see through yep. to see through to that gray. Yep. And that's what we'll be doing in all of season two. It'll of course come out uh, in a week next Monday, um, and um, color. No surprise there. Um, uh, we transition from the red to orange, uh, which is kind of just going through the rainbow. There's nothing symbolic about it. There's no, there's, there's nothing like that. It's just 
It's just rainbow colors. Uh, I, yeah. I could try to pull meaning from it, but I don't think I can. Um, I don't know. Can you? Not that I can think of. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. One day we'll make some silly joke about it or something. I don't know. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like this episode's pretty well wrapped up. What about you? Yeah, I, I feel happy with it. I think this is a this is a good way to wrap up our first season. Yep, uh, it's been it's been a good one, and uh, one way or another, concept has been really fun. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. I guess without further ado, this has been season one of One Way or Another podcast. See ya. See ya.